Hello and welcome to the Articulum podcast with Ben and Jacob. Good old pod coming up for you today then. We are going to be reviewing the Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Uh, also going to be reviewing Canada's Drag Race uh, as well as our classic movie watch in the form of Ghost. Uh, we've also got Unresolved Mysteries, a Netflix original on the show, and another Disney Plus original in the form of Hamilton. Uh, but first of all, we're going to start with a bit of an apology, aren't we, Ben? Yeah, so um, last week we recorded the pod, and uh, something happened on my end when I was uploading it. And anyway, we couldn't upload it, which was kind of fine. We didn't do a very good job. <laughs> we, we didn't care, because... Um, after we do our podcast, we can instantly tell whether we thought it went really well or really terribly. And it just didn't go very well, did it? I don't know why. It just wasn't flowing, was it? Yeah, and to be fair, I didn't really care about anything that was released last week. So, um, <laughs> It's also made this week's podcast a lot easier because we can just recycle some of the con- uh, content we use. Yeah, it's the brilliant. best bits of last week uh, we brought into this week because it exactly. was a really weak week. Um, we've also uh, tried to encourage as many of you listening as possible to go and watch uh, the classic film Ghost for this week. So we're still going to be reviewing that this week. And Binge of the Week, which we did do last week, but you didn't hear it, uh, will be moved to next week. And it is my turn to find the uh, Gordon Ramsay quote. So that is what's coming up today on the podcast. Cue the music that we still don't have and let's get underway. First up, the Disney Plus original Hamilton. Yeah, um, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, enjoy this because it's the last thing you're getting till August. Um, it's the story <laughs> of... Um, no, that's not a joke. That is genuinely true. I've just Googled it. Oh, I um, know, I know. It's, Why are they so slow? Um, I don't know. They're just resting on their laurels and I don't think it's working for them. But it's They're just thinking, oh... Everyone will get the, the streaming service because of Star Wars. They'll then fall in love with the streaming service and say subscribe. No, that is not what's happening at all. Yeah. People are watching Star Wars then saying, right, bye now. Yeah, because like, it's not like Netflix, which is even if you go for a month on Netflix and you've realised you've actually watched very little, you still will keep subscribing because there's still so much stuff you have to watch. But like Disney Plus, it's been out for four months in the state. No, it was, was launched last November and they've released four series and four films in about seven or eight months. So and it's this whole idea of it being very nostalgic with loads of old like uh, TV series on there and old Disney films. Yeah, but you're only watching once. You're not yeah. going to keep watching the original Lion King over and over, are you? I mean, I wouldn't anyway. Well, maybe up. Oh, up's a good I feel one. like uh, lots okay. of people will watch up over and oh, over again. Up is a good one. Anyway. Um, I like it. You look a bit like the granddad from up, Ben. You're so nice. So nice. No, you, you kind of got curlyish hair like him and glasses like him. You're obviously That's... a younger version. You don't look that age or like a cartoon. I'm going to move. There's just a bit of a resemblance. I'm going to move on because I don't take that as a compliment. Um, Hamilton, it was from a 2016 recording of the hit Broadway production which is the story of Alexander Hamilton, who was a politician, statesman and founding father of the US. Um, The musical is brilliant. I haven't seen it, but I know lots of people who have. And I kind of feel like a bit of a fraud by saying the film or the recorded version is brilliant because I'm not saying anything new, but it's just massive and the spectacle's there and it can now reach a larger audience even if it's two hours and 40 minutes. Um... You can just see some of the really cool stuff that's in there. And I think the message about how you stand up to tyranny and you want freedom 
actually works quite well in 2020. I just feel like it's typical and it's timeless and it's nuts. I mean, the songs are slightly annoying, but I think I'm one of the only people in the world who feels that. But watching the musical or film, I'm not sure what it actually is. It, they're very on the... They play fast and loose with whether it's a Broadway production or a film or you could describe as many things. But I think it's just brilliant and it deserved all the Tonys it won however many years ago. So what are we giving that? A must watch, watch if you can, or run away like the plague and don't watch it? Um, I do think it's a must watch because like Hamilton was a huge cultural event a few years ago and it kind of still yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. And... It's brilliant that loads of people can watch it and understand Is why it's Is it a good great. family film? Yeah, I would say it's a good family. Oh, there's a plane flying over. Sorry if you can hear that. I can't hear brilliant it. Brilliant timing. I've still got uh, builders outside my house literally <laughs> now at this point, so uh, I'm not sure what you'll hear. But yeah, I do think it's good family entertainment. You'll learn something. You'll sit there most of the time with your jaws dropped to the floor. It's really good. Possibly the best Did thing you watch of the week. Your family? Yeah, I was random mates and there was like a group of people watching it. I was Did you all at, enjoy it or was it just you? Everyone enjoyed it and I was... But they, most of the people there either knew the music or had watched it before on stage, so... See, I've never watched it in any capacity or anything like that. I hadn't so, either. Um, I hadn't watched it or I hadn't listened to the music and I thought it was still brilliant, so... Well, I've got Disney Plus, so I might... Give it a watch. Might be in the keyword, making no promises. Moving on now to a Netflix original in the form of Unresolved Mysteries. Ben, I've heard so many good things about this show. What's your thoughts on on it? The way you're looking at me, you're 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 looking at me like, no, this is not a good show. I didn't particularly enjoy Unresolved Mysteries. That is mysteries. an unpopular opinion because it's getting a lot of good. It is getting there's a lot of hype around it. It is getting a lot of hype. I just couldn't what a good press i couldn't get my hands or head around what it was and i found it quite difficult to get into um it's meant why to be was that? i'm why still you get your head around it i'm not sure i kind of felt it was a weird docudrama mix i thought at points it was almost unintentionally funny and i think they wanted it to be a bit more like the classic series but it didn't live up to that standards and i just i think with mystery shows and your typical crime dramas and all of those and documentaries, they're hits if the central mystery is compelling. And for me, right. I didn't find it compelling or interesting. I found it stereotypical and I just felt like I'd seen it. Netflix describes unresolved mysteries, if you haven't watched it, as immersive, character-driven stories which are rooted in the experiences of ordinary people who have lived the unthinkable. Families, detectives and journalists hope viewers hold the clues to solving these mysteries. I just, I found it on the nose that the audience having to try and play detectives. I much prefer a more straightforward show that really just focuses on the mystery and the drama and the story instead of trying to be too much, which I felt Unresolved Mysteries did. But I am very aware now that's a hot take. So uh, you're not a huge fan of it? No, I mean, I'm... Did you enjoy any of it? Was it enjoyable at all? You're it's... looking at me like, no. 
I don't want to say it wasn't enjoyable at all because you hate putting films down or, or anything down because obviously people really worked hard. Yeah, on people. It, there's there's a lot of hard work went into this show. Lots of the people behind it, even though I can't name their names, are brilliant and they're all much more talented than I am. So, but I really didn't sit well with me. I found it really challenging to watch. It wasn't your cup of tea. It just wasn't my cup of tea. So what are we giving it? I Obviously, it's not a must-watch. Is it a watch if you can, or is it a runaway? I would say opinion? it's probably more along the lines of a runaway than a must-watch. But oh. lots of people love it, so what... Yeah, I have not heard really a, good things about it. Mm, so it's not a problem. It's... like I'm sure if the people who love it know, think I'm talking absolute crap, but <laughs> that's just me. Are you me. normally a fan of this kind of genre of a show, though? Is this normally your, your favourite thing, or are you just not a huge fan of this style anyway? Um, I've liked shows like this in the past. Um, it's not my favourite genre, but I do find them gripping. But once again... So I, it's interesting that you, you, don't, you normally enjoy... Yeah, this, on paper, I really one. thought it was going to be great, but I just yeah. felt something was missing. Maybe it was the whole element where they tried to make you the detective... I found a bit of a gimmick that didn't quite land. I would have much rather be given the it's fact. It's a big risk, isn't it? It is a big risk. Yeah, I would have rather it kind that. of gave you the facts and the interviews and told a really good story as a documentary. And then it I would think have... that kind of, as a person, you're quite, you like the facts, don't you? Yeah. With everything. I like to be as well informed as I can. But I also, I don't like to speculate on things. I like to know what it's going to be and make yeah. a judgment on it. That's why I like to watch as much of the show as possible and make a judgment with this. I didn't watch very much. I watched like two episodes and then turned it off because I just knew I didn't like it. But um, it's sometimes I just wanted it to be less and then it would have been more. Okay, so Ben is giving that a runaway, uh, even though it is very, very popular. On now to our classic movie watch. Uh, two weeks ago, we did Jaws. And uh, the week, two weeks before that, we did Misery. And uh, why do we keep going for horrors? The next one is Wedding Crashes. That's not a horror, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to Wedding Crashes. <laughs> I have no idea what that's going to be about. Uh, but this week, we did Ghost. Um, I spoke to Ben. Uh, we, we joined the Zoom meeting. And we chat for like five minutes before we start recording. I said to Ben, I said... I just didn't like it. I found it boring. I found it bland and it just didn't grip me. I, it's the sort of show, the sort of film that I reckon would have been great. What was it, 30 years old at the moment? Yeah, I think it was huge in the 90s when it was out, but obviously... Yeah, so it would have been huge, but I just don't think it's aged well. A little bit like Jaws, but Jaws is, Jaws is a lot better. Yeah, I mean... This, it, this I just found a bit stale, a bit boring, a bit bland. Like it does bit. need to be said that neither of us were around during the 90s. So we are coming at this from a very young eyes. Yeah. Uh, it was both of our first time seeing it. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, she's brilliant in the film. And Which I, one did she play? Was she Molly? No, she's the um, ghost lady. Um, I forgot. <laughs> the psychic. The yeah, psychic. the psychic. Yeah. And she won our Oscar for that role. Oh, really? Mm, really? Mm. The film was nominated. I don't think she did a bad job. I just didn't think it was necessarily Oscar-worthy. Yeah, I don't think no this film's Oscar-worthy. Um, no. I don't know how it got nominated for Best Picture 30 years ago. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's enjoyable. No, it's not awful. I'd give it a watch if you can. I, I think it's a nice rom-com, and I mainly watch rom-coms. Um, 
the films about Sam and Molly who love each other, but their yeah, romance. See, this, the whole like pro, the the whole story, I thought was a bit cliche, not very original. At least let me get but, through the story. No, let me. Uh, can I do it, please? Yeah, you can do the plot synopsis. Sam and Molly love each other, but their romance is short-lived when Sam is killed by a thug. Unable to tell Molly that her life is in danger, Sam's spirit takes a psychic, seeks a, a psychic's help in order to save her. Even though I messed up the words, I think you can understand how boring, cringe and cliche that sounds. It's a film your mum would like, and I actually probably oh, did like. I don't like. even think my mum would like it. Plumbing hell. No, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, and I wouldn't go watch it again. I think there are better films out there, so I'm really hoping Wedding Crashes. I just think it's... it's... I'm I'm going off on a tangent. You can just take over. No, uh, I can see where you're coming from, and I love how passionate you've got about games. It's boring. I'm with you. It's a watch if you can. It's a meh. I just got bored. (laughs) You're sounding like you want to cry over it. I know. Yeah, anyway, next week is Reading Crashes, which turns 15, and I'm surprised you haven't heard of it, Jacob, because it's one of the iconic comedies of that noughties era with the... Um, oh, is, is it, it up there with friends? <laughs> he just did uh, a gesture. I, uh, I just did a very words. rude gesture, which I know is bad podcasting, but you can probably imagine what I did over Zoom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's. You are listening for the first time. Ben here hates friends. I love it. Yeah, um, it's Owen Wilson and the other guy I can't remember. And it's actually directed by the same person who directed the next film we're going to talk about, which is Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga. That is such a long title. We did this last week. We, yeah, we reviewed this. We reviewed this last week and we did comment but that it is the most. Aired. It is the most ridiculous title in film history. But they couldn't call it the first bit, and they couldn't call it the last bit, for obvious reasons. Yeah, but they've just combined it for two, and it's too long. Yeah, but at least it's... An eight-word title for a film. No. And Eurovision's not exactly a short word either. No, it's not. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Anyway, the film's about two small-town singers who chase their pop star dreams at a global music competition where scheming rivals, high-stakes and on-stage mishaps test their bond. I mean, that's a very... This already sounds very cringe. Can we have next week, can we please have some things that aren't cringe, aren't cliche? Thank you, thank you. Well, no, it's not cringe and cliche. It's just all it plots. It sounds cringe and cliche. All plot synopsises sound cringe and cliched when you read them out as plot synopsis. But otherwise, no one's actually going to know what we're talking about if we have if they haven't watched the film. Um, Will Ferrell's in it, isn't he? Yeah, this is a real Ferrell film. Lots of people have called it his comeback vehicle. Um, is it good? Is it as good as Elf? He's a. I love Elf. I love him in Elf. Best Christmas film. It's not as so good as Elf. But it is Farrell's best comedy in, I would say, 10 years since the other guys. How old's Elf? Uh, Elf's older than we are. Oh, really? Yeah. It's about... It's O2. Also, it's our age, actually. Um, Mm. But um, it's... I do think this is his best film in a while, which is admittedly a low bar. He made Holmes and Watson. Um... The film, I'm a Eurovision fan normally, and it kind of feels like the people behind it love 
the contest. I mean, Will Farrell goes every year. See, I'm not a Eurovision fan. Yeah, I think you have to enjoy the kind of camp, cringy elements of the contest, which... Uh, I mean, my all... family has just never got into it, and I feel like if your family aren't into it, then you're not going to be into it. It's this kind of thing you watch with your family and have done from a young age. It's very hard to just pick up and like it, isn't it? I mean, my family aren't into it, but I think the <laughs> oh. contest is great. I mean, Dan Stevens and Rachel McAdams are in this movie, and neither of them are performers I particularly think about it with, like, comedic chops. I think they're both brilliant actors and both highly underrated, but they give some of the wackiest performances I've ever seen on screen. Dan Stevens plays a Russian pop star who spends most of the time topless and seduces Rachel McAdams, and it's just hilarious. Um, but sometimes it's a comedy. it is a comedy, and and it's based on a true story. It's not based on a true story. Oh, oh right. But um, it's completely written and made up by Farrell. But you know when you're just watching a film and everyone behind it's loving making the movie and you can yeah. see that? it and you was... can tell when that comes across, can't you? Yeah, it really came across here and you could tell the people loved Eurovision and held it in like one of their highlights of the year. Is it, do, the, do the cast have a good chemistry? The cast have a good chemistry. I mean, Farrell and McAdams, I think. About... I didn't know that Farrell, because he's American, I didn't know yeah. he'd be interested in uh, Eurovision. Well, his wife's Swedish and come on, it's very uh... much his... It's quite him. The more you think about it, the more it kind of works. I mean, yeah, and he's yeah. steered the film. It's kind of a light parody, but Deva turns into mimicry. It feels like, yeah. you know, when you tease someone because you love them, it mm. feels almost more like that instead of completely riffing or taking the piss out of it. And the music's catchy. Like, Are we allowed to say that word on the podcast? Probably not. I've dropped... I'm going to have to click the explicit button for this one, but... Uh... Oh, really? I might. No, sure. It's, it's nah, a minus. Nah, we'll, That's we'll, not we'll a swear word. We'll let it slide. I just didn't know we are allowed to say that on the pod. Well, there are obvious words we can't say. But... Oh, okay. No, I, I know. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that would have been one of them. It's borderline, isn't it? It's, but it is on the board. I shouldn't have said it. I mean, the music's catchy. Do you, wanna just, uh, do you just want to apologise for saying that quickly? I am very, very sorry for anyone I've offended with my bad language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eurovision's a must-watch, really, by the way. Eurovision, uh, the story of Fire Saga, the longest titled film ever, uh, is a must-watch, according to Ben, and that is available on Netflix. Yeah. So, assuming you're subscribed to Netflix, Which go check that out because it's a must-watch. And last week, it was ranked number one of the four things, because you know how we rank... Yeah, it'll, be in, it'll be interesting to see why I've ranked it this week. Oh, you fully thought it out and you're like leaving the suspense. I I'm like leaving that. the suspense. Now, fi- oh, now to the final thing. Sorry, you were going to say it. I was going to say it. Okay. I'll let yeah. you say it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that is why I'm here. <laughs> yep. You literally is. said my job is to, to introduce them. So <laughs> don't try and steal it, please. On oh, now to our final show. Is it a show or a film? It's a show. Final show of the week, Canada's Drag Race, which is on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, so... um, This this is not my kind of thing I'd uh, go and watch, to be honest with you. So this is not my kind of thing either, and um, I never thought I'd be talking about this Hamilton and Eurovision in the same week. Um, But you never know, this was a really low week. Um, (laughs) And so was last week then, apparently. So was last week as well. But next week... But on the plus side, next week we've got the new Tom Hanks film, 
and the new Charlize Theron film. So next week's going to be great. This is the first one of the Drag Race franchise, which is not hosted by RuPaul, and it's Canada's version. And I normally don't like the RuPaul ones, but I kind of found this one more interesting. Who does the Norman show? RuPaul. What does Paul O'Grady do? RuPaul and Paul O'Grady are not the same people, Jacob. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just knew Paul O'Grady did some. I don't know what Paul... No? I don't know. You don't know who he um, is, do No, I know who he is. He used to host a talk show about 10 years ago over here, but um, I don't know what he does. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... I feel like lots of dra- fans of Drag Race, uh, the American versions, have always... I mean, always... I've never given it a whirl, but it just it's not my kind of, my kind of telly. I like... Um, some like I like quite serious telly on the whole. Yeah, I've never properly watched Drag Race either, apart from the odd like, episode. I don't like fictional bit. things. Oh wait, I, I like non-realistic things, things that are made up. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, um, Drag Race is actually quite charming. The production value is poor. It doesn't have the huge celebrity star guests that the American version gets, or even to be fair, the British version gets. But. I kind of found the characters in it to be charismatic or the, like, people they cast for the reality TV show. It's got... It's edgy, which the normal version of the show kind of isn't anymore. Um, And the fact it's smaller scale kind of works for it, particularly if, unlike us two, but your drag queen, your fans of the RuPaul show, which um, is now really polished and not very camp and... This is kind of more back down to the roots and the beginnings of the original show. I mean, I've only watched a few episodes. I probably won't return for any more episodes just because I've never really... I don't it's understand. Not your, it's not your thing. It's not your thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. I don't understand any of the RuPaul Drag Race shows. I found them quite difficult to get into. But it's not bad. If you're a fan of those shows, you're going to love Canada's Drag Race, which is on BBC iPlayer. And one of the only So things- what are you giving it? I'm giving it a watch if you can. Okay, which brings us nicely on to our ranking. So, uh, discluding the classic film watch in the form of Ghost, I say film watch, you say movie watch, even though you're not American. Uh, we Ben is now going to rank Hamilton, uh, Unresolved Mysteries, uh, the Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, and uh, Canada's Drag Race. So, Ben... What's the order? What have you got for us today? Well, I normally I actually struggle a bit, but this week I found it quite easy. Um, Hamilton is obviously number one. It's brilliant, um, but that's not a hot take anymore. It's a known so, fact. So, you're, you're, you're number one last week. That's the must watch. That wasn't aired. Yeah, Eurovision a Song Contest, the story of Firesark has been knocked down to number two. It's, it's still good. It's still charming. I still really it's like it. It's not as good as Hamilton. It's not as good as Hamilton, but then again... Literally nothing is as good as Hamilton. Um, in third place is Canada's Drag Race because, or not because of anything it did, but because I really didn't like Unresolved Mysteries. Which, unsurprisingly, is in last place. Unsurprisingly, yeah, you've all listened to it, so um, <laughs> you've just heard my thoughts on it. So, at the end of the podcast, every other week, Ben and I take it in turns to try and find the best Gordon Ramsay insult of all time. This week, it is my insult and uh, what do we call this section? Ramsay's... Insult Nightmares. 
I forgot what it was, so I thought I'd let you finish. But yeah, <laughs> Ramsey's Insult Nightmares is what we're calling it. Uh, the best one so far was Ben's, what was it, about Dory? Uh, it was something like, this fish is so undercooked, it's still finding Nemo. I like that one. Um, Mine was, uh, my previous one was, this pizza is so disgusting, uh, if you take it to Italy, you'll get arrested, which Ben really, really didn't like. And then did I do something about nans dying or garlic or... Um, oh, I don't that? remember yeah. the other one I did. Oh, Vampire in Europe or something. Yeah, there was something. It also didn't stand out like Nemo stands out. So, brings us nicely on to my Gordon Ramsay quote this week. I've got loads in front of me. I'm just trying to think of which one I'm going to go for. Okay. I know, it's like, this is really bad podcasting because there's so much dead air at the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're... Okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You put so much ginger in this, it's a Weasley. Boom. I think that we like that. I, I quite so like I, that. Because it's also like film-based, so it's a reference to Harry yeah. Potter, and I thought, for this podcast, great. Yeah, I mean... What do we think? Is it Does it beat the, the Finding Dory, Nemo one, whatever? I'm not sure if we can decide on the day because we're just going to argue every week and we need to try and see which one's more memorable. So maybe we'll have to think about it next week, which one's better. Yeah, uh, we, well, we definitely know the ghost one wasn't the best because we struggled to remember it, didn't yeah, we? It's or good. That is, that is a good one we've had so far. That's definitely that in the top two with Nemo. So let so us ben know. Is going to be gone. Let us know what your favourite one is. Yes, let us know. The link will be in the description. The link to the website and the link to the email. Cause we can now have both, can't we? Hopefully, if I don't struggle technically, which I'm inept at. <laughs> but fingers crossed, they'll they'll both be. Uh, All our fingers so we would love to hear from you we would love for you to get involved ben you're going to be doing ramsey's kitchen nightmares next week uh in two weeks time what film do we want everyone to watch wedding crashes i mean it's a laugh so who wouldn't want to watch it <laughs> so go check that out for two weeks time next week binge of the week is going to be back and like ben said we've got so much coming up on next week's pod and we will see you next wednesday thank you very much for listening bye bye